Would you fancy Christmas in Thailand? It's a, an attractive proposition, isn't it, sometimes when you look out the window? Um, I'm going to share with you the essence of a, a prophecy the Lord gave me around the end of September. Um, and uh, I'm going to just say a few things about it in preparation for the new year. Prophecy came on the back of an extensive period of fasting. I know some of you who have mentioned that I've lost weight. It wasn't intentional. It was a byproduct of, of desperation, to be honest. I just wanted to see God do something fresh in my own life. Do you ever get like that? I just I thought enough is enough and I, I can't carry on the way I'm carrying on. I just need something fresh. I need something new from the Holy Spirit. And uh, I began to fast. And I must tell you, I, I don't find fasting easy. Is there anybody who finds fasting easy? You find it easy. That's because you're already thin and wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've brought all of my treasure into the storehouse. It was, it was, uh, it was abiding with me, and I found it at first quite difficult. But th within about a day or two, the the kind of grace came upon, which comes upon you sometimes when it's you know it's the Lord. And I knew that was a sign to me that that was the Lord because I tried to do this on a number of occasions. It's never worked. But the fast was initially for a week. <laughs> I said, Lord, I'll do a week. Actually, what I meant was five days, because the weekends are mine, aren't they, after all? <laughs> five days. But that, that extended and extended and extended. And uh, to my surprise, I surpassed any other timeline I'd ever done before. And uh, I thank God for his grace and his mercy in that. I must confess to you that during the fast, I didn't feel holy. I didn't feel close to Jesus. I didn't feel all the things that I expected to feel. In fact, I just felt hungry. <laughs> and Jane would testify that I clearly was irritable. And, uh, but that's an everyday occurrence in my life. So it, there wasn't any great signs of any breakthrough, any sense that um, anything spiritual was taking place. But a little while after the fast, I remember being here on a Sunday morning and, and just the Spirit of God just touched me and I began to weep and I began to cry and and for me that's a sign you know that's a sign don't remember that Becca we were both kind of in the same place that day that was a sign that something was about to happen you know when the Holy Spirit comes upon my life I tend not to laugh uh, probably because I'm such you know a good laugh anyway but I do tend to cry I tend to cry not because of great and terrible sin that's generally the case in most of our lives, but because of his presence and his beauty and, and the, the sense of purity and holiness that comes with God. And I remember going home that Sunday morning and thinking, something has shifted, something has changed. God, I just don't want to miss what you are saying. I don't want to miss what you're wanting to do in my life. And um, I, I, I go to bed on a Sunday afternoon. I must confess, if I haven't got to be somewhere, I'm tired and I, I go to bed. And, and while I was asleep that Sunday afternoon, the Holy Spirit gave me a dream. And I, I believe it was from the Holy Spirit because I never, ever remember my dreams. Um, the dreams I, I have are usually about food. <laughs> Particularly when I'm fasting. So... Uh, Imagine yourself, you know, in this wonderful restaurant and you're tasting everything. But this, this dream was a little unusual because in, in, the, in the minute it began to kind of, uh, kind of happen, I recognized that I felt like I was standing in this space, this space that had a lot of uncertainty attached to it. It felt like it wasn't somewhere I would stay or somewhere I should stay. And uh, in fact, 
I, I felt so uncertain about this place that I, I wanted to hunker down. I wanted to get down on the floor to ensure that I, I wouldn't have, a, you know, I wouldn't be kind of taken off my feet. That's how uncertain, how unsure the place was. And I felt also that the place was a temporary place. I wouldn't be there forever. But how I navigated that little moment in my life was going to be quite significant. So instead of hunkering down because I felt insecure and I felt a need to have something solid under my feet, I felt that God spoke to me in this dream and he said to me, stand up. And as I stood upright, because I was kind of crouching a little bit, he said, now walk forward. And as I walked forward in the dream, I saw a light. At first, it seemed very far away from me. And, and I kept walking and kept obeying what the Holy Spirit was telling me to do. And he kept saying to me, be attentive towards the light. And as I came closer and closer to the light, obviously, it increased in its capacity. But I saw that it was an open door. And beyond it was the most glorious sense of, of vital, vital life. And... Um, at that point, I felt something was holding me back. I felt like there was a resistance. I was attracted to the door, attracted to the light, but I felt there was a resistance. And, and that resistance, I'll talk into in a moment if you don't mind. But God kept saying to me, stand, stand upright and keep walking. And um, he reminded me that his word, his light, his voice was the most solid place that I could live. And uh, he said these words to me, 2024 will be for you the year of the open door. When I woke from that dream, it would probably be about five o'clock in the evening, um, I wrote the, the whole thing down and uh, I had this scripture given to me. It's Revelation 3 verse 8. I don't know if we can put it up on the screen. It says, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut I know that you will have little strength, isn't that the truth? But you have kept my word and you have not denied my name. So beyond that, you know, you kind of think that's just for me, you know, that's just God speaking to me. And then, of course, you know, as, as your pastor, as the person who, who regularly seeks God for the church and its future, I began to recognize that this was something more than that. This was something of a declaration initially by God over this community that 2024 would be the year of the open door. For, for many, many people, that seems to have resonated. In the few moments that I've managed to share bits with you along the way, people say, yes, that feels like it might be God. And obviously, it's up to you to discern whether you believe that it is or it isn't God. I want to say to you that from my heart to yours, I am delivering this out of obedience. I would have much rather it just been for me. It would be easier if it was just for me, but because now I have declared it over you, there's a responsibility attached to that because uh, prophecy without responsibility is tomfoolery. And, and when you prophesy, you have to have a real sense of knowing that this is God that's speaking, and he's speaking to people, and he's speaking for his purpose, and speaking for his plans. And so I don't take this lightly. I'm not standing here today. This has cost me quite dearly to come before you and to say these things to you. I also know that this is God reestablishing a prophetic ministry and gift in my life that I believe has some um, need to be restored for the future uh, of our lives here and maybe beyond that. But before you stands a door of expansion. I'm declaring this over you today. Before you stands a door of expansion. And I, I know right now as you, you hear that, 
that will have all kinds of connotations attached to it and you will have all kinds of questions about it. And I want to say to you that questions are God's favorite things. In fact, if this doesn't cause you to ask questions, then the prophetic gift is not working as it should work. Every prophetic gift that God gives to us or word that God gives to us is unto conversation. What does this mean and what must we do with what you're saying to it? And I can't do that bit for you. I can only do that bit for me. So your question is not necessarily, is it or isn't God? You can work that out for yourself. But actually, what does this mean and what must I now do? And those two questions are really important because I say it over you again, the door of expansion, the door of great expansion, the door of opportunity, a door is opening for you. As we cross over the threshold into a new year, it's going to be a stretching place. It's going to be an expansive place. And God is going to show you his power and his authority in very suddenly kinds of ways. Some of the things you've been waiting for, for, for maybe generations, are going to come very quickly in the year. And it's an accelerated place because God is making us ready for the return of Jesus Christ. There is much to do in our hearts and in our lives. The church needs to be prepared for the return of Jesus Christ. And I believe that that is important. I've got one, two, maybe three minutes to say some things about this if I can. The door will always be open. God's nature is generous. Whether you cross over will require your own deliberation, your own consideration, and your own discipline. And you can stay where you are. God won't be angry if you stay where you are. But you will be disappointed with God if you don't walk over the threshold. The plans I have for you, says the Lord, are plans to prosper and to bless you, to give you a hope and a future. And when any prophetic word comes with an open door, we call them things portals. That means we're moving from the natural into a supernatural place of expansion where God can accomplish great things. But the choices are yours, they're not mine to make. And that's why I'm saying to you those two questions are vital this side of the new year. What does this mean and what must I do with what you're saying? It will feel really insecure. Remember that part of the vision where I was kind of not sure how to stand, I wanted to hunker down. I would say to you that we have a tendency in the body of Christ to want safety. But God has a delight to give us his glory. And you can't have safety and glory without transition. You have to move away from a preoccupation with your own personal needs into the orchestration of the kingdom of God, where God moves powerfully in your life. You should feel a little unsettled. I think sometimes we want everything to feel comfortable. You're comfortable because you've lived in the reality you've lived in for such a long time. It's become part of your psychology, become part of your mentality. But God is taking you to somewhere new and it will be uncomfortable I'm just saying to you it will be uncomfortable you will feel that you want to hanker down hunker down get down and, and I want to say about that posture what I didn't realize what it was saying in in the, the vision was this that humility is the key to the gateway of his glory that if you hunker down if you feel the need to bow down not just because of safety but out of humility God take me where you want to take me and you know, there's a real false thing in the church with humility. We think humility is, oh, I'm terrible, I'm this, I'm that, and the other. Here's true humility, according to the scriptures. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's true humility. That's me not beating myself. That's me glorifying my God. 
And so you will feel a need in this transition period as you step towards it, if indeed you choose to. Uh, you will feel a need to hunker down, to, to make yourself safe. But God would say, there are two things that I want you to rely on, and they're not your feelings. One is, I have spoken to you, and the other thing is, I am inviting you. Two things. God has spoken to you in the dream. He said, stand upright. He said, walk forward. There are two things that God is going to give you, his word and the leading of his Holy Spirit. As you step towards this new day, those are the two most reliable things that you can rely on. Not your feelings, not the transition, not what's happening at the gateway. What God is saying and what God invites you to. Stand upright and walk forward. And I want you to listen to the Spirit here because stand upright is not arrogance. It's standing in the righteousness and the confidence that comes from someone who walks in intimacy and indeed tenderness with God. We stand upright, not because we're good. We stand upright because he is good. We stand upright, not because we're righteous. We stand upright because he has made us righteous. He has given us robes of righteousness, adorned us with his glory. We stand upright, not because we're capable, but my God is able to do immeasurably more than all I can ask or imagine. And we stand upright because the king has invited us to stand in sonship. He invites us to stand in sonship. And you don't have to hunker down before God out of poverty mentality you can stand upright in his presence it's not arrogance it's confidence in the one who called you and the one who named you and the one who invites you and walk forward I want to say about this walk forward just walk forward he said to me you know I think sometimes when you've been through difficult times in the past walking forward feels like a luxury you don't have and I believe for all of us in this room there is more for us to experience and you won't experience it staying where you are. You have to walk forward. God invites you to something fresh. He invites you to something new. And humility, that need to fall, let it be something that God uses to bring his glory. In the dream, as I moved more and more towards what I believe was the invitation of God. I was overwhelmed by love, overwhelmed by his glory, overwhelmed by his goodness. And um, I began in the dream just to celebrate and to rejoice. Now over the next few weeks, I'm gonna take some of these things and I wanna just kind of go a little bit deeper with them. What do these things mean for us and what can we do to partner with the Holy Spirit who has declared over this house, over your life, over your family, over your journey, 2024 is the year of the open door. It's the year of the open door. So maybe we could stand together. You know, tonight we'll be back at 9 o'clock. We've got a New Year celebration service with praise and various people contributing with their ministries and great times of rejoicing and celebrating. But beyond the songs and the balloons and the worship, there is one who has spoken over your life. And I believe that if you pay attention to the voice of the Spirit, if you hearken your voice to hear what the Spirit is saying, you will move towards something, something at first that's undefinable. You don't really know how to manage it or understand it. And that's always the way of God. He never tells us everything. He just invites us to somewhere. And as we step towards that somewhere, in this new year, you're going to see the most glorious and most incredible breakthroughs, one after another in your life. Not just one per household. There are multiples. I'm sensing in the Spirit there are multiples. And before he 
sets before you an open door. And we ask, Holy Spirit, for the courage to leave behind what we need to leave behind. The wisdom to stand. Because it takes wisdom to stand, Lord. Not earthly wisdom, heavenly wisdom. And Father God, voices uh, to hear your voice and to follow your lead as we step out of this year into the next has got to be the only way we can possibly fulfill the dream of your heart because you have declared that 2024 is the year of the open door. And I will not pull it shut from my side. I will not lock it, Father, and I will not tentatively walk towards it because if you have spoken, Lord, let your word be true and everything else I feel and everything else around it fall to the ground because, Lord, your word is life. It is truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Just one thing before you go. I received a text this morning from a lady who watches online. Her name is Karen. If you're watching Karen, good morning to you. Um, Karen is housebound. She has no capacity to attend church. And she watches. Pastor Becker and I went to visit her once. She's got a very difficult life. But she sent me. Um, in fact, you can come and read it. Would you mind? She sent me this this morning. Let me find it for you. Um, bear with me. Or bear with. Can you see Karen's name there at all? Shall I sing to fill the gap? No. <laughs> you could dance though. <laughs> oh, it's terrible, isn't it, when you want to find the. Yeah, Karen, put Karen in. No. Anyway, in a nutshell, in a nutshell, um, she felt prompted by God to send me this. And uh, th this particular uh, piece of information um, says in the Jewish calendar, 2024 is the year of the door. And, and um, she doesn't know that <laughs> we're talking about these things. Obviously, she's heard me say the odd thing. At so... I just wanted to say to you, there's something about this that needs your time, needs your prayer, needs your consideration. And uh, Father, we just bless your people as we step towards this new year. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.